This is the most unusual times that I have ever lived in. I'll soon be 76 years old. I've never experienced in my entire life what's happening here in America and, and around the world. But here at Grace Centers, I believe we've been divinely protected. We uh, have not had one case of outbreak of, of COVID here. That's I, amazing. I think that's an unbelievable thing that's happened. It really is, really incredible. We have 300 homeless men, women, and children that are in our programs here at Grace. Over 50-some houses that we'll, I'm sure we'll get to talk about a little later. Yep. But truly, we've seen God protect us here. And not only that, but the American people who know of Grace Centers of Hope has showed they believe in what we're doing here with regard to non-government funding, putting families together, uh, moms and dads getting their children back through the judicial system, and then living in a community. I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that Grace Centers is a miracle place and that there is a way outside of big government funding people who are homeless and simply writing checks coming alongside of those people who are addicted to drugs and or alcohol and giving them a a hand up uh, a loving hand and a caring hand and accountability and responsibility all of those things are part of putting people's lives back together this is the third act podcast Shining a spotlight on individuals, charities, and small business owners suffering from illness, economic shutdown, or lack of support and funding. Meaningful conversations that generate compassion and financial support from listeners compelled to join us on this journey to improve the lives of others. I'm gonna dance with the stranger. I'm gonna enjoy your show. I'm gonna learn to forget and really With my third, third act. And now your host, Roger Steed. Welcome, everybody, to the Third Act podcast series. I first want to thank everyone for the feedback last week regarding my interview with John Waldo. The central theme of that podcast, Success to Significance, in accord with a lot of friends, and I hope to continue highlighting good people like John that are making a huge difference and the lives of others. I'm so glad to have you join us today for another great podcast. I really get fired up when I have the opportunity to interview someone that has a great story. And my friend, my guest today has a very good story to tell. When I started the third act, one of my first organizations I wanted to highlight was the Grace Centers of Hope in Pontiac, Michigan. As I wrote my initial newsletter highlighting the organization, I thought I knew what what was happening at GCH, I'll call it, for my family's periodic donations over the years. Boy, was I surprised. As I learned more and more about the significant programs going on every day at the organization and the lives that they are changing, I really was impressed and have been a big fan ever since. Through the help of Murphy Phillips, Director of Donation Relations, who has been extremely helpful over the past several months, reintroducing me to GCH, 
I was excited to have the opportunity to sit down with the chief architect and the CEO of the organization, Pastor Kent Clark. From the moment I shook his hand or did the COVID uh, elbow shake, whatever it was in early July, I knew from his beaming smile and his great demeanor that he has witnessed many miracles over the years at GCH. Pastor Clark has been the lead shepherd at GCH, as well as the pastor of Grace Gospel Fellowship for over 30 years. One of the major highlights of his career was the implementation of the one-year life skills program, which transformed the mission of Grace Centers. We'll get into that in more detail in a minute. He was also named Michigander of the Year in 2011. That sounds pretty impressive to me. And he'd been invited to pray on behalf of the Senate on a number of occasions. I would like to welcome Pastor Clark to the podcast and express my appreciation to him for taking the time this morning to talk with us about the great things happening at the Grace Centers. Welcome, Pastor Clark. Thank you, Roger. Thank you for having us today. We appreciate it so much. Appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you. And I thought we might start, if you don't mind, just with a little brief history, going over what you've witnessed over the past 30 years from the early days of Grace Centers and how it's transformed itself and grown. This is a miracle place. And in 30 years, I've seen the most awesome and wonderful things that I believe only God can do. When I came here 30 plus years ago, this was the old Pontiac Rescue Mission. And bottom line, pretty much had the philosophy of feed them, clothe them, shelter them, and kind of put them in a prison-type climate, and uh, that produces change. But what I soon saw after, actually, I got on the board of Pontiac Rescue Mission, and then then really began to see the inside scoop of what was happening. That was a great beginning uh, to feed, clothe, and shelter. But if all you're doing, that's really poor charity. What we want to see here at Grace Centers of Hope is people get their lives back, get in the mainstream. And, of course, 90, probably 98% of the people who come here to us are addicted to drugs and, and or alcohol. And we believe that change has to come from the inside out, not the outside in. I often said this back 30 years ago and still believe this, that welfare check from Washington can't uh, heal the pains of the heart. I looked at Pontiac Rescue Mission as being a feeding trough where people came. They stayed a couple of weeks until they got their next welfare check and then disappeared and then back again. But their lives were not being changed. They were not becoming solid citizens. A lot of that has changed in 30 years. I, I can imagine, yes. Before we get into, I mean, I want to get into the, the One Life Skills Program because I know that's dear to your heart. But can we just uh, put in perspective what we've all been dealing with in 2020 with the COVID pandemic and the economic shutdown? Give us your perspective on that, please. Well, this is the most unusual times that I have ever lived in. I'll soon be 76 years old. I've never experienced in my entire life what's happening here in America and, and around the world. 
But here at Grace Centers, I believe we've been divinely protected. We uh, have not had one case of outbreak of of COVID here. That's amazing. An unbelievable thing that's happened. Really is, really incredible. We have 300 homeless men, women, and children that are in our programs here at Grace. Over 50-some houses that I'm sure we'll get to talk about a little later. But truly, we've seen uh, God protect us here. And not only that, but the American people who know of Grace Centers of Hope has showed they believe in what we're doing here with regard to non-government funding with regard to holding people accountable and responsible for their life choices and expecting a miracle to happen in their life, putting families together, uh, moms and dads getting their children back through the judicial system and, and then living in a community. I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that Grace Centers is a miracle place and that there is a way Outside of big government, funding people who are homeless and simply writing checks, coming alongside of those people who are addicted to drugs and or alcohol and giving them a a hand up, uh, a loving hand and a caring hand and accountability and responsibility. All of those things are part of putting people's lives back together. Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned to me before, you completely funded by donations, no government funding whatsoever, which I think is uh, a great accolade. You want to touch on that for a second? What we have seen during COVID, too, is uh, the people here in Oakland County, Macomb County, and here in the state of Michigan, and even out of state, we have not dropped the ball in support in the last eight months. We have seen tremendous support. And in fact, record-setting support for Grace Centers of Hope, financial support. We've met our budget March, April, May, June, July, August, and September. Uh, that's never been done in my 30 years. Until that's the- amazing. That's an amazing fact right there. It is. It is indeed. Having said that, and, I, and it's such an accomplishment to uh, certainly match your, or meet your budgets each month, but you do have to had to make some changes. You've had to move on the fly or change on the fly on some events during the summer months, I know. And you have a very large virtual event coming up on November the 19th, Night of Hope. Night of Hope has been, in the past, one of our best and biggest fundraisers. And, of course, this year we're not going to be able to do that live. It's going to be virtual. Maybe, Missy, you want to say something about that sure. uh, as well? Yeah, so it's normally at the Townsend. Um, we're going taking it virtual this year. It's a little different, but we still would love to have people register and watch the event because it fully supports our children's programs. And uh, most people don't even know that we have a children's program here. What are the, some, some of the needs from the children's programs that the donations will go toward? If you think about if any of us have kids from diapers to food to housing and transportation to school, school supplies, every single thing those kids need are provided for here. And while the moms are taking classes during the day, our kids are in a loving, caring, Christ-centered daycare And then our older kids are 
taken to class in schools every day for our school-age kids. So the kids are well cared for every single day. And Roger, if you think about the children that come to Grace Centers of Hope, they've been in a horrible environment. Sure. And, uh, living in back seats of cars in vacant houses, moms and dads who are using drugs. They, they haven't got that love and care. And children bounce back so fast. When uh, we first started the programs here for moms with their children, I said, I'll, I'll give 50 cents. We had what we call report card Sunday. I'll give 50 for cents for every A or, or B that you get in school. And those greedy little kids, uh, they grabbed onto that. <laughs> in fact, I think the last report card Sunday that I had before the church took that over, I think I gave away $800. That's pretty good. 90% of our kids were on honor roll. You think about these children not being able to go to school. They haven't been in school. When they come to us, way behind in in classroom time. So that's another great desire of my heart for us to increase our educational programs here for our children at Grace Centers. And I'm mainly talking about I'd love to see us have a school here. That'd be great. I want to make another plug for the uh, virtual night on Thursday, November the 19th at 7 p.m. Night of Hope. Uh, you can sign up through the website. It's easy to do. As I see on the bulletin for the event, there will be both live and silent auctions, and I'm sure there'll be some surprises people can sign up for. So please do that. We're on the uh, topic of activity, for the, particularly for the holiday season. I know that uh, Misty and I talked before about individuals setting up their own party with a purpose sort of idea for uh, holiday giving that goes directly to the Grace Center of Hope. I think that would be an easy and a very logical way for our listeners to give back to the GCH. Well, if anyone is interested, feel free to reach out and email me and I will send you a flyer that can be helpful. But really, it's open as to what people would like to do on an individual basis. Most people become very charitable during the holidays and people like to get together with loved ones. So partnering with us is a great way to give back. So when we say party for a purpose, we'll be talking about if you're having a party at your house, how can you involve a charity in it? Whether you ask your guests to bring clothing for us, bring um, a donation for us. Maybe you want to do canned food drive. Maybe you just want to support us financially. Any way to get involved would be great. If I know about it in advance, if we can have someone come out to speak, we'll do that. Certainly provide you with flyers and um, pamphlets, information around us. But definitely feel free to email me and I can uh, even give you some suggestions on how to make it work really smoothly. Excellent. Excellent. I think that uh, makes a lot of sense and uh, something I know my family will pursue for sure. So uh, thank you for that. Um, Pastor Clark, if you don't mind, I want to shift back to the uh, one-year skills program, when that came about, how you've seen that transform throughout GCH over the years, and can you speak about that for a moment? In those early days, what we were seeing here at Pontiac Rescue Mission was not a whole lot of accountability. Uh, and at that time, when I first uh, became CEO, 
the male population was the dominant population. We had few women and children here. As we went along, women and children became the major group of people that we were ministering to. I do know this, and uh, I'm not trying to be political here, but socialism doesn't work. Uh, Big government passing out checks to drug addicts, it just doesn't work. I know that's blunt and plain, but that's the truth. We have to put families back together. There has to be people coming alongside the addict. From a biblical sense, the word compassion means to come alongside. And what we're seeing here at Grace Centers of Hope is women and men from the outside volunteering here and coming alongside those that are here to help them get their life together. A big component, too, is accountability. Sure. When did that start? What year? How long ago did that start? Well, that's been about a 20-year we've been doing this. Uh, As far as the accountability factor, actually, when I became CEO, that was one of the first things that I did was we expect, we love you, we care for you, we want to help you, we want to see your, get your life back, but there has to be that accountability factor. You can't come in here and stay two weeks and then leave and then come back after you've spent all your welfare check. I totally understand. And you have some wonderful stories in video format on the website. So uh, obviously it's making a big difference. Those are, Roger, those are foundational things that make Grace Centers solid. Those stories that you see on our website are awesome and wonderful stories of people who've been totally lost into drug use. Many of them have had times when they've OD'd in their life and God has spared them and they've lived. And now we're seeing moms and dads get their children back, become productive citizens. People say to me, Pastor, we'll be praying for you over at Grace Centers. We know you have such a tough job over there. My job is the most wonderful thing in the world of seeing men, women, boys and girls get their life back. That's a wonderful thing. And I think your smile says everything. I I always want to see you smiling for sure. I think also I wanted to uh, move toward the, the women's program and someone maybe dear to your heart, Dr. Pam Clark, you want to talk about that program a little bit? Dr. Pam Clark, when I came to Grace Centers of Hope, she immediately saw the need for a women and children's program here. After the O.J. Simpson trial, after that, we began to see just a a massive influx of women and women and children coming and asking if we had room for them here at Grace Centers. Pam is a psychologist and had her own private practice. And soon she began to volunteer. She's the mother of the Women and Children's Program. (laughs) She came alongside, came over and volunteered for four or five years. And then we were able to raise the funds to begin to staff the Women and Children's Program and is here full time. And of course, we've we've, uh, built a $5 million Women and Children's building. We have a new daycare here where the children are in that daycare while mom's getting her life back. There's something really awesome and wonderful happening here at Greece. I was just curious if there are 
women or people that know of families that are in need, is there an appropriate way to uh, reach out? How, how should they go about that? Absolutely. They can, of course, touch with us online. They can get in touch with Missy as well. Miss Pam is online, too, if you have questions. And, and quite frankly, with what's going on in the world and the political factor that's happening right now, I, I really wonder how November and December, I have some concerns. Uh, so I would encourage you during the Thanksgiving time and, of course, Christmas time where we provide a great holiday season and meal and all of the gifts that comes along at that time where they have what many of us on the outside have, just a great Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we need volunteers to help us make those two events very successful. We do have an online volunteer hub, but certainly if you want to call in, Cody is our volunteer coordinator and he's always happy to help provide some guidance based on your group size, what you're looking to do and things like that. Great. great. We'll we'll make a point of uh, maybe giving Cody's email address on the uh, newsletter next week. I know this is uh, dear to your heart too. Can you talk a little bit about the new Little Grace Village and what's going on there? I, I soon saw when coming to Pontiac Rescue Mission how important it was to have community where people lived in a drug-free community. The stats showed me that Within two months after graduating from our life skills program, they were relapsing right. and they were coming back to the old Pontiac Rescue Mission. So we bought our first house probably uh, 15 years ago on the worst street in Pontiac. Yep. And then we continued to buy those houses. And so when you graduate from the life skills program after the one year, you move over to Little Grace Village. And, and there, you're living in community, you're back working, you're paying rent, you're learning to live on the outside, free from drugs, in, in an encouraging community. And it has worked for us wonderful. We have over 50 houses now. We encourage them after a couple of years in aftercare to buy one of our houses. And we have a land contract where they buy one of the houses and they become homeowners. That to me is people getting their life back. And that's what I want to see them becoming productive citizens, living on the outside and attending services and worshiping God. All of that is of the utmost importance. And my, I I hope someday we can tell the world the story of Grace Centers of Hope because it is a miracle place and miracles happening. Absolutely. And there are a number of fantastic photos, before and after photos on the website, which I encourage our listeners to take a look at. They're they're really amazing and they are miracles in themselves. If someone is good with uh, tools or handiwork or whatever, and they want to get involved with the um, home refurbishment, if you will, uh, what do they do? How do they sign up for that? That would be the same way as getting involved in volunteering. So Cody would help to coordinate that. We'll uh, make sure that's on the uh, newsletter next week as well, so we can inform our listeners how to sign up if they choose to. And Roger, that would be so important to us to have men and women with those gifts, construction gifts. Uh, These houses, uh, most of the houses that we have 
purchase were condemned right. uh, already and were going to be torn down. They were built uh, for the most part in 1903 and 1904, but beautiful homes. In fact, we are about to finish what we call Mary's House on Fairgrove Street, and we'll have the dedication of that this month. That's one of the most beautiful houses, I, I think, in Pontiac it will be. It's a, a house for our women to move into. They pay a month's rent monthly, live there, getting their lives back again, and hopefully become homeowners. Yeah, I was uh, fortunate to talk to the uh, architect of that, or the, at least the design architect of that, with Missy's introduction. So that was a, a great conversation. Yeah, that's a great success story for sure. What's going on with the thrift stores? Are they still humming like they have been? Is there anything that our listeners should think about as we head toward the end of the year, the holiday season, as far as the thrift stores are concerned? When COVID hit, of course, it closed our thrift stores. And we were losing about 150000 a month. But again, people who love Grace Centers rallied and we did tremendously. The thrift stores are open and humming, and probably we're seeing more people donate to the thrift stores than ever before. We'd love for you to shop at those stores. They're clean, and we're being very careful to do the things we should do to protect customers from COVID and our staff. Yes, we would encourage you to remember us when you have those things that this is a throwaway country. I see so many things in our neighborhood that people are throwing away that somebody else could use. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that totally. As we close, I was just going to ask, and maybe I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there a good story that you could share with our listeners of something that's come to mind over the past couple of weeks, last month, that really touched your heart? One of my favorite stories is we have a $7 million budget here without government funding right. at Grace Centers of Hope. One of my favorite stories is the story, this is not maybe as uh, miraculous as some may uh, think other stories that I've told to be, but there was a, a lady, her name was Mrs. White. She was a widow lady. She lived here in Oakland County, and she heard about Grace Centers of Hope and every month she'd put a 38-cent stamp on a letter and send me a quarter. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is it doesn't make any difference how small or how great your gift is right. to give from your heart to care for people. And there are thousands of people that support Grace Centers, and that's how we see the miracles here. I, I agree totally. It is, it is a miracle for sure. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the call today. I appreciate uh, your time. Misty, thank you again for helping out. And uh, I wish you all the best luck in the world. And I hope you have a successful night of hope on uh, coming up in November. And I hope that all my listeners uh, participate and donate large sums of money. So take care. Have a good day. And thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Roger. Thank you for listening to the Third Act Podcast. To find out more about who we are spotlighting, how to get involved, or find show notes on today's episode, go to wearethirdact.com.
with my third 